Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Spin and Guts Podcast. You're listening to Thanks a Lot, Rachel. I've told mum, Luke Bradley. <laughs> and you're listening to which one he's didn't flush after you've had a shit, Jack. <laughs> Name Queen, baby. Name Queen. Um, as the listeners and viewers can probably tell, I am a little bit feeling under the weather today. She's a poorly girl in a poorly world, but um, a little bit like I'm this. here, I'm queer, and uh, I have my um, water. <laughs> I think you're going to say, I don't know, something to rhyme with queer. She's here, she's queer, and she's ready to talk about Sarah Fear. I mean, yeah, but my, my mind's not in it. My mind's kind of like, mm. you know, it's all full and like... It's when you have thick. that like little ball of cold on the front of your face. And it goes to your brain. It traps, like, it stops oxygen getting up there. Sure. It's like my brain's just, like, stuck. Mm-hmm. And it can't, you know, like, it can't quite can't figure out. Get you out of my head. I gotta get through this. And we can confirm it is definitely not Corona. No. Corona, corona doesn't be like this. I've had it twice. What's two in French? <laughs> Duh. Thank, okay, I was like, my brain was like, <laughs> so I've had it third times, and it's not like that. So you can go no, out and, and to be honest, like, like I said, to. I suspect this all happened because when we were out last weekend, and I was like walking around in the rain in my booty shorts, feeling myself, feeling the fantasy, mm. and then I've just not really like been right ever since. So yeah, and that's right, you were blaming on the juice. Blame it on You were in little bitty shorts. We were out last weekend, folks, and we were living our best, spilling guts lives. All the guts were spilled over all the dance floors. We boogied to boogie to be. But yeah, it's all those, it's all those after hours. You're stood outside, you're like, mm-hmm. might be having a cigarette, you're talking and it's raining, but because you're drunk, you have like your you have your like drunk fleece on. You don't feel any cold sure. Jesus. Yeah. You don't really care, especially like when you walk into like get a taxi, you're like it's like it's torrential rain. You're like, well, I'm going home, and then like you know, exactly. You're. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should probably document. No, we shouldn't actually. I was gonna say we should probably document like our nights. So when you know when we're out, instead mm-hmm. of posting on our normal Instagram story, <laughs> we should go on guts, and you just get like rain. On me, we like, <laughs> girls. I mean, that would be dangerous. Like that, be dangerous. that girl is so dangerous. <laughs> You're in a very musical mood today. Your little effects of chins. I don't know where it's just it's just slipping out of me like um like a uh, hot tamale. Did <laughs> <laughs> I honestly? I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth today on this episode because. My head's full of it. Um, full of it. Um, <laughs> do you remember that advert? <laughs> this is fun. This is really fun. <laughs> well, I, on one hand, I, I'm definitely looking forward to see full of it. <laughs> do you remember, well, that, do you remember that advert, though? <laughs> I cannot remember for the life of what it was for, but it was like an advert. It was like, full of it. Um, <laughs> um, it's like it's like in work the other day I heard one of the girls behind me she was like um, she, I don't know why it just slipped out but she said um, she was going through something someone's account and she was like oh just eat and I went did somebody say just eat <laughs> <laughs> really loud in the office 
Or then there's the Snoop Dogg version. Snoop Doggy Dogg. Mm, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to have my head tortured today with like yeah. all these like advert tunes. You know, you forget sure. an important memory, a core memory of a friend's life, but <laughs> give me. um. 0800 00 1066. 1066. <laughs> battle of Hitler, you know? Jesus. Uh, what um, was, um, there was one for like a solicitor. It was like, um, what was it? It was like, um, oh my God. And it used to come on the radio all the time. And I was, it'd be like, um, oh, it was like, uh, oh my God, it's so annoying. I can, he- I can hear it, you know? <laughs> but I can't hear the actual, like the name of the solicitors. It was like, um, Da, da, da. And it was what was it? it was, anyway, I don't, who cares? Um, <laughs> da, da, da. Ow. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, yeah, but no. But, um, how exciting is this? Uh, well, it's not exciting because I want a fucking trailer and I demand the trailer. However, the director of the new Scream has come out and said, "Look, we're struggling to put a trailer together because like there's so many like." spoilers that potentially you could see and happen in a trailer so I'm happy for like a little like seven second snippet I'm cool with that if it's too many spoilers for like a minute trailer give me a give me a snip a little snippy snip oh I don't know how I feel about that information because I watched a video a couple of days ago of Jenny Ortega she was it was like her Instagram live, but someone put it on YouTube and Mm. it was just like two minutes and someone asked her about Scream and she's like I can't, she's like, I can't even say a single word. She's like, I can't, I'm scared. She was like, she's like, I don't want to be that guy from Marvel who like fucks it up for everyone. It was like Tom Huddleston or whatever. She's like, I don't, she's like, I can't. And she sits there for ages being like, oh, I can't say nothing. She was like, all I can say is that I think people will be surprised and entertained. And then I seen another interview, I think for the director and they said that. Um, But with what you said, I don't know why it like makes me anxious because I'm thinking, will there be like a killer reveal like halfway through the movie? You know what I'm saying? Like, which I think think they just, I think they just meant like it was, they were just finding it difficult putting a a really good solid trailer together because there's so many things in the movie and they felt like a trailer may just give too much away, which I understand. So like, don't do a standard like two minute trailer. Just give me 45 seconds. Because just give me just give me something like a, just yeah. a little, a little, I'm, you know, a moose bouche of like yeah. of a trailer. Just because a little... you already have your fan base. You don't need to do a Halloween kills and show us fucking everything because we, we don't need to say it. We trust you guys. I do get where they come from because back, like even when Scream 4 is released, the internet's not what it was like today. Now we have people seriously dissecting yeah. every frame that that wouldn't have happened back in, you know. But then again, I, re- I will never forget the Scream 4 trailer it was very clever and showing a, a very short snippet of Emma Roberts on the phone screaming, which was never in the movie. And yeah, another right. one of her going through the table. So, you know, and like one of the kerfuffle on the stairs. So it was good at making it look like it was anyone's game. While with this one, people could say, oh, well, she's getting chased by Ghostface, so maybe she can't be the killer. Or why isn't this person being shown getting chased and it would make it? And have you read, like, the uh, the theory that Stu is making 
an appearance or potentially could come back with like a redemption story like he's like done his like rehabilitation and he's like coming back to like help Sydney because what I read was and it's only like it's only you know a conspiracy theory and it was like you know we didn't actually really see him die you saw him and the, he wouldn't the, die by a TV yeah yeah and like the motive of the reason why his motives for doing what he did wasn't very clear. He could have spent this past 20 years rehabilitating himself and then coming out to like re- like redeem himself and help Sydney catch the killer. But I, I think that's a stretch. However, I really enjoyed the little um the little article thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> there was there was one as well. So Marley Sheldon. Is that her name? Um Deputy Hatch. Sure, yeah. Yeah, it is now. So Deputy Hicks shared something like around the time of filming um, and she had tagged the cast and she had tagged Skeet Ulrich and then oh, really? took it down after like doing it and people had got it really quickly and were like, why is he being tagged? And this post, like, and just him, well, not just him, but him and all the other cast as well as uh, Randy's sister, Martha, she was also spotted right, okay. but she's like not confirmed it but people know that she is reprising the role so i think it will be so good because they'll bring back all those like little characters and of course hayden panettiere all of a sudden her hair's curry short again i mean i can only hope that she's like she's got a little a little scene a little something a little uh, you're alive because she was never she was never dead she's too good I, I never believed for one moment she was dead. I mean, yep, she made some noises and we saw a lot of blood, but people have, you know, survived worse it injuries worked. than that. So Sydney literally has the same thing happen to her upstairs. She gets stabbed in the gut twice. The same thing as Kirby and Mustang's in ICU living. Living! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was, funny enough, I was reading an article today on Total Film that said the last page it looked and it says let's talk about Scream 4 and I had bought the magazine because it was talking about Halloween kills and I mean loads mm. and then there was another big article on Candyman and then on Scream 4 I was oh, everywhere um, <laughs> and their article was on how they believe that Scream 4 is the best in the franchise now I, I hate that. yeah I hate to say it's not but to me, it isn't. But anyone even praising Scream 4 like that, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm here for I kind of feel like, you know, it's getting its due a little bit now. Like It's like 10 years too late, but we've finally arrived. We're all in the same place. And you can now see, you know, the genius that is Scream 4. People now love it. And you know what? I'm like, welcome to the motherfucking party. But about time that that movie is getting the juice that it deserves. Blame it on my juice. <laughs> this is definitely um, an episode sponsored by Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we do move on, no, um, sort of talking about the whole trailers thing, mm. which sort of got me concerned a little. In the article, what total film talking about Halloween kills? They had spoke to David Gordon Green on his thoughts about the spoilerific trailer, and he was not happy that that trailer was released. Basically, oh, really? he, he was like, "They fucked up." He's like, "We fucked up." He was like, "Basically, it showed far too much. We did fuck up. There was a lot of deaths that just didn't need to be shown." 
and there were some things that people really spotted as a spoiler about certain people's fates. And that makes me a bit anxious because I, I feel like everything we've seen in the trailer, that'll like be it. Or aside from some like talking scenes, you know, like it's not yeah. when a director says something like that. And this is exactly why I feel like um Carol Richards is Lindsay, she's not gonna make it. I just don't think I know you think she will by some and I wanted to, but I just don't see how she can get like pushed up against a car by Michael and live to tell the tale. I mean, that just doesn't happen. Like it just doesn't happen. Especially when she's not exactly like one of the main ones. So it Mm. makes sense that she gets a really brutal. Well, I don't know. That's it. Even though she's not one of the main ones, she's one of the few. She's legacy. I actually comment from the very first that I'm like, I could just see her like surviving because I don't know. As a Halloween fan, it'd be sad to see like both the kids and Laurie. So basically anyone that survived the very first one die. I'd be like, mm. oh, they're all dead. You know, I'd be like, oh, that's sad. Then again, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not there for emotion. And that's true. And they're for the- fucking Keanage. Keanage. Speaking of Keanage, darling, we are going to finally... Monica Darling. <laughs> Monica Darling, a very long hiatus that wouldn't be like us as of recent, very busy girls. We are finally getting around to talking about the part three, 1666 of our very beloved Fear Street. It's about time. Yeah, about time. I mean, it felt like it was out about two years ago, but you know, we take our time. I bet everyone's like, oh, this one again, another Uh, Fear Street. Street. (laughs) But yes, is the answer. Yes, another Fear Street. And you'll fucking love it. Yeah, you're going to fucking love it. Wine tastes better the longer it sits around and brews, okay? So we've been <laughs> brewing up the stew and brewing up the storm beach. But yeah, in case anyone's never heard of Fear Street, which, I mean, get under that rock, bitch. Patrick Starfish, please do explain Fear Street to the girls, the gals. So Fear Street Part 3, 1666, is now the final part of the trilogy, and it's the... The wrapping the bow on top of the present. It's, you know, it's kind of like tying up all loose ends. And we start off, obviously, in 1666. And we learn about Sarah Fear's fate and how all that went down, all that tomfoolery. And then we get a real, like, cut. It's back in 1994, bitch. And um, we're back sort of where we left off from 1994. And that nicely wraps it all up. And that's pretty much, we're going to get into it all, but that's, pretty much the story I mean it's not mm. really it's not it's not the most complicated convoluted story there are some twists and turns that yes I didn't see coming but was that because I was hungover potentially <laughs> who knows um yeah there oh. were a couple of things in this one that I was like you got me bitch I'm, I yeah. maybe been a little bit too um too dumb today but no you I, got I me. think I think um I know your wig was snatched and revealed your bald head, but my <laughs> wig was also snatched, and it was it's still floating around time and space, to be honest. So I think I think it got like, to a point where I was just trying to follow it. I was like, right, so is this the direction it's going to go, or is it this the direction? Or I was trying to f- figure out as we were going on because when it started mm-hmm. to reveal itself, I was like, okay, this is the reveal. No, this is the reveal. No, this is the. Re- I'm like, oh my god. Like- <laughs> 
It's like wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. I'm Roxanne, I'm here to make it clear. I'm Roxy Andrews and I'm here to make it clear. I know you love me, baby. That's why you brought me here. What Come on, Spotify. It does a good job, I think, of there's all these twists, but the end result, it's like we would have been happy with the, the normal version. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole thing builds up that Miss Sarah Fear um, is just the bad bitch, like an literal evil bad bitch. And I was like, I'm at peace with that. I'm okay with that. And then they do that other twist and you're like, mm, okay. And then the final one and you're like, I'm okay with both. I actually surprisingly didn't have a problem because I almost felt like with this one, I was the most apprehensive that it was going to be like, a, yeah, you know, I think I was definitely satisfied with, with the twist on twist on twist. It wasn't like, Oh, Oh, oh okay. Wait, I'm more twists, but yeah. I actually liked the twists. Um, mm -hmm. But we'll get into that. I want to, um, I want you to tell me what you think of all these um, bogus Irish accents. Okay. Are they supposed to be Irish accents? Because I yes. was thinking, so I was thinking, why in America in 1666 are they all Irish? Because um, the settlers, the pilgrims, are like they all came from England and Ireland. Okay, that's fine. Some some of their accents, so um, was spot on. Like that guy who like, played like, Solomon, like Solomon was spot on. The guy who on. played, um, and he ever played the older sister to Zaggy in part two. Her accent oh, yes. was like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and but even it, the girl that played Kate, to be fair, at some point she had a really strong, but then it kind of like dipped. But she, she, she was, yeah. she was hitting the marks when she needed to hit the yeah. marks. Um, Dana and her little brother, I don't know where they came from, but it was not Ireland. Yeah, that accent was like from Ukraine. I do not get what was, and it was like distracting. And I can't say right here and then that is my least part, like favorite part, is that distracted oh and i'm bringing home the bacon and i'm like what? <laughs> you jamaican or are you irish baby i don't know because it really takes when when someone's doing a bad and i i get it like you know to be fair to them like they really did commit to it and it wasn't like you can't deny that however if it's that bad just like as a like director wouldn't you just say right the ones who can't do it, just drop it slightly and try and just try and do like that weird yeah. pilgrim Englishy Englishy American accent. Yeah. And the ones who can do it, you stick to it because you you are good. The ones who can't, if you can't do it, then just shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, or like you're you've got enough budget, bring someone on who's Irish or who's yeah. like trained to speak like that, and get them to go over the lines with them. Record the bitch and do it i mean there's just no excuse dana's accent was absolute pants but let me tell you now and i want this to be the main point we read that bitch for filth like she deserved to be read but jesus did she turn it around because i feel completely different than Is about dana, right? the way i felt about her in part one yes i will never deny that in 1994 i hated that bitch and in whatever she, whenever I saw it in part two, still hated the bitch. Yeah. At the top of at yeah. the top of this film, hated the bitch. I was like, why more Dina? Please stop Dina. And then I think it must have been the last 10, 15 minutes. I was like, why do I all of a sudden really like Dina? Um, how did she what what is this like witchery? How did she like bamboozle me? And 
how did she do this um yeah did she turn it around when i go back and watch 1994 will i still hate dina yes i will when i watch the second one will i hate dina yes i will when i watch this one will i hate dina at the start yes i will and then will i like her at the end yes that's how Mm -hmm. that's my journey with dina and that's just how it's going to stay that in the last 10 minutes of this film she really turns it out and i will give her that due but and I don't know what she does to really turn it out, but I'm like completely written for. I think I was also possessed by Sarah Fear because yeah. I like understood <laughs> everything. And I was like, you go, bitch. You know, like Sarah was no longer the villain. Dana was like great. I don't know why. I was like, I love her. So I, I think am- I think because at that point it was real slim pickings at like who to really root for. It was like her and Gillian Jacobs, who was just Mwah. chef's kiss her. like why her. was she not featured more like mm-hmm. they gave us i think they gave us enough like i love it when yeah you can always want more but in some cases too much can be too much and i thought it was like you were a nice add-along that really helped take away from these annoying children that they yeah. keep forcing on us um but i it's the triumphantness of like dana coming back like bitch I was like, I was happy in bed and I could sleep at night hating you. And now I'm judging my own character because all of a sudden you're just God's gift. Yeah. And yeah. I still don't like Miss Thing, though. No. I tell you what, I did really like the the sort of like the nitty grittiness of the the 1666 part yeah. of it and how like how dark it was. And it almost felt a bit like Brit flicky, but I think that's because of um the year it's supposed to be set and because it's about like English settlers and all that kind of jazz it kind of Mm -hmm. gave me that that Brit flick fantasy that I think we well we know we love it don't we yeah well that's that it was very like the witch wasn't it and I think Mm. that's obviously that's very much what that's looking for I could see all like you know the crucible drama back in the day like there was like Hannah she's called like even though I find that I find that place so annoying because like they, they rinse it at GCSE. I played um I was we had a John. performance that I played John, the one yeah. that I <laughs> I wanted to play Abigail, <laughs> me. I was like, I I want the part of Abigail, like she's yeah, the bad bitch. One of the girls who are mm-hmm. on witchcraft. I loved her personally, but I could see like someone would be called Abigail and like Hannah and then Miller. Um their surnames are Miller, and I'm sure he wrote it was Arthur Miller. He wrote the crucible. Oh, I thought you meant like I was like R.L. Stein. You mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's Arthur Miller, isn't it? Let's just say it is. Um, let's let's just say yeah, because we don't fact check on this podcast. Yeah, we don't. Know. We we run our mouth. Um, and we are each other's facts, and that's good enough for us. But yeah, all those like little, all those little like nuggets and sprinkles of information made me enjoy it, and the fact that it took up, you know probably been an hour, an hour more, I was like, brilliant. Because any longer, yeah, I would have been start to like zone out because I can find, you know, it was brisk. The 1666 was brisk. It was happening. No wasting time. And I like It was that. like fast paced as well. It wasn't mm-hmm. like slow at all. It like, it started off like with a simmer and then it just turned itself up like a hundred percent. It didn't like do this whole bullshit of, we're going to give you, 20 minutes 20 to 40 minutes of like faffing around and mm. fannying around no 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 it was like okay we're in then we're at this whole like 
um, you know, where they had the big like um, outdoor like party and everyone's getting fucked up on like the the plants yeah. and shit. That very much reminded me of like Midsummer Night's Dream. You know, it was it gave me very like Shakespeare yeah. vibes. I yeah. loved it. And when like yeah. Hannah was getting full on like finger blasted and like licked out, I was like, yes, you get it, bitch. Yeah. Eat that pussy. <laughs> Eat that pussy just like you should. I- Manic. My, <laughs> Here we go. my crucible and my crack. <laughs> oh, the crucible and witchcraft. Hey. <laughs> I um I, I love all the just pure homoerotic lesbian oh. action that has just been going down. I'm like, more of this, please. You spread those legs and you eat like you've never ate mm-hmm. before. Like it's your last meal, bitch. Sarah, eat like you've never ate a bitch before. <laughs> eat you that know? booty like groceries, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then you get um oh, what was his name? He was he was like night one killer and he's going around with oh, the, the back head, yeah. And the black teeth. And I was like, ooh. But then it did make me think. They don't have toothbrushes or toothpaste. Why isn't no. everyone else's teeth like that? that and you can't a- think like, can you like imagine back then like kissing people and like how like stinky their breath is? Like they've got like permanent morning breath, and then like like and having sex, having body, sex body. must really smell like back then, like really smell. I mean, we don't need to go into the details because we know what we're talking about. But you know, head to toe, bitch, you're going to stink. Um, it's weird actually. A couple of weeks ago, I seen something you know, back in the day, well, like Queen Mary or Elizabeth, whatever you call mm-hmm. it, ginger haired one. Like, they would get like a shower or like a bath twice a year. And I thought, Ugh. that's why they live to like, like max 35, like, <laughs> so they like, live to like 12 and die, yeah, on hygienic <laughs> as hell. But like, that was me properly, like, having your brain, like, two girls. Two girls with one brain. Because I was like, <laughs> I'm really bothered that nobody else's teeth is black. I was like, this is unrealistic. Sarah Fierce got the whitest teeth in the whole yeah. kingdom. And not one toothbrush between them. I don't think. I like how some of the townspeople had like a bit of like soot on like their eyebrow to make like to pinpoint like, oh yeah, they're like not as well to do because they've got like <laughs> soot on their eyebrow. Like and like the town drunk, he's got like black teeth that like just but Very everyone believes it's like but everyone then believes him that he saw Sarah Fear like do the witchcraft. You're like, you mean this guy that stands next to the well all day, shit faced, you're gonna believe this dude over this girl here but then that just speaks volumes of the time but i i i love like that history of that time and like the like the witchcraft and the witch mm. trials i think it's really fascinating and um so spooky it gets me really in like the, the spooky mood it's so weird like i was never really a fan like i was i'm not really a fan of the witch either which i know is like blasphemy because mm-hmm. it's so highly regarded but i just i watched it once and i've never watched it again but after watching 1666 I really want to watch the watch or watch any other sort of movies around that time period because it is creepy but I don't think you, do you like um the village that's a I've class never film. seen the village before <sighs> I know the trust though that's the only thing that bothers me oh. is it I mean good? it's not yes yes it's not really like I wouldn't say it's well, it's not really a horror film it's but, not it's, a horror movie. but it's spooky it's a spooky like Halloweeny film so you'd enjoy it I mean I've not seen it in years but like yeah 
we can always do it for but we can always do it for a podcast. It gives me, you know, something to watch. But um I it's like now I really want to start watching it because I like the gay twist, you know, mm-hmm. because you would believe that if someone did catch them, they'd be like, uh, ah, watch. While like all the other ones, they just everyone believes they're dancing with the devil while yeah, they actually have done something that they've been caught, someone has saw them that I I believe the narrative that they would be hanged. Huh? I do. Hanged. Re- hanged. It's hanged. I think hung is when you're third legging. Is it hanged? Kind of, oh, she'll I'm be hanged. hanged. I know. I don't know. Yeah, but she'll be hanged. It's different than she was hung. So she will be hanged, but she was hung. So she is a big dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What I, <laughs> what I really enjoy about uh, 1666 is like the parallels. Um, obviously, you've got um, Dina. I, I keep calling her Dina. Um, it's like Sarah and Hannah, but it's like Dina and Sam, like mm-hmm. getting it on from the jump. And you've got like all of like Dina's friends, Kate, she's there. You've got her, uh, what's he called? What was he called? Is he called, um, I want to say Simon, but I know it's not Simon. What's he called? The boyfriend, the, the sure. blonde haired kid. <laughs> This film confused me because I was so used to everyone else's names. So then yeah, I, I, I just, I just call them their original names. Like you could tell, like Ziggy and Cindy, they were a pair still. Yeah, um, yeah. Solomon was obviously Nick Good, like the, the like the town. Oh, wasn't he so sexy as Solomon? Like he was. Oh, hot, give the, give him, a, give him a lace front, like give him a lace front. I like and a beard. Stubble. Oh, him as a panty drabba. No, I. Him as a police officer, no. Him as a little boy, cute as hell. <laughs> Him as a big, hairy beast. I, Mama, I was wet. Clean up an aisle oh. whore. Mama, I you was can... soaking. I mean, he can curse me any day, bitch. <laughs> like, hey, bitch. My curse me person. just like you should. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the whole time I was watching it, I had thought that the all the people that we see is just because obviously Dana is seeing it through her yeah. own eyes so they're just all people that she knew but then I realized that they're all the far 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 descendants of the characters that we see later and I was like well that's a nice little it's a nice little add-on you know like although just, if you really want to think about like I mean this is pretty much being like pedantic but um, Dina and her little brother. I mean, going back to the history, I don't think her little brother was anywhere near there at that time. Or if he yeah. was, he wasn't, um, you know, he was owned. Yeah, exactly. But that's why I think what's only for her and her little brother, because obviously she's not actually Sarah, so he mm-hmm. can't be Sarah's younger brother. So I think that's why them two are in it. Mm-hmm. But everyone else is white. Yeah. Um, Although I, I actually... Actually, I really enjoy it, you know, when like films or TV shows like just kind of like just take a creative leap and just do things out of the box and don't stick to like sort of like historical. Yes. Um, like there's that there's that drama series that like that like had a big splash. It was, it was centered around um that black dynasty. What was it called? She was called like, Queen Charlotte. What was it? It's like a big was deal. The, that the one they replaced like a famous queen, but they've made her black. 
And yeah, it was, like a, it was it's yeah. like a it's like a Bridgerton. I've never seen Bridgerton. But it's like a Bridgerton yeah, yeah. thing, but it's not. There's, but it, it's, it's it's done really well. But I, and I've not seen it yet. But like, it looks really good. But I, I like it when it does that. I do. There's one on BBC. I think it's called X's and O's or Knots or Crosses, something like that. It's basically like a game of fucking X's and O's. Ace. Mm. Um, but it's like switched so. Black people who were enslaved and like lower class are now royalty, and the white royalty are now white people are like enslaved and like oh, cool. you know what I mean in cool. servant. Yeah. So it's a complete flip. But I think it's really interesting to do that because we have seen the history, how it's played out, done to death. We really yeah. don't like we know what it's like, we know how it went down, and we know all their iterations. Change it up. Why not have a mixed race cast like, and those people are going, exactly. Oh, we've seen inaccurate. We've we've seen that black experience time and time again. It's like, can we see like a different like? Can we see? Can we, can we change it up? Yeah, yeah. But that's it. Um, but not because I thought that myself as well when I watched it. But then I realized I was like, obviously he can't be Sarah Fear's younger brother because she's white. But it makes so. But it makes sense that she, obviously she's seen it through her own eyes yeah so as well as oh, there's gonna be obviously <laughs> the descendants of um you know of uh shady shady side yeah shady, shady side, side but, yeah. yeah so that makes all that kind of makes sense um the one thing i was getting like really hyped i'm really pissed off about i was like all these motherfuckers lying on sarah fear for what they jumped like, like as soon as as soon as it put out there and the fucking the priest like just like after all the little kids it was like I'm gonna you know eat all their eyeballs and I like, just shove them in the middle of the, of the room and then five minutes later they're all holding high court in there I'm like um like all these kids have just died like can you not give it a minute before you like ripping Sarah fear to shreds like they yeah. tore her ass apart and was like mm. I saw Sarah fear do this and I saw Sarah uh, did you yeah I'm sure you did yeah, you... yeah I'm sure you did you pack of homophobic liars because that was good because then it makes you think oh so now we can see why Sarah fears running around haunting yeah. everybody because she's pissed as hell as you would be but then it continues and you're like even though you're pissed you're a good egg he just faced some homophobia like i kept thinking to myself my ass would have been hanged too i mean we're 100 oh, percent. it's like boy. all sarah all sarah wanted to do was just eat some buzzy <laughs> and she she got like fucked up for what for You're partaking just... in some scissoring like that's rude <laughs> like <laughs> let the bitch scissor till her heart's content and Other leave her, her alone. Tempers, let her be. And let, uh, her, let her rug munch until her heart is content. <laughs> Who are we to do that with your black ass teeth and your greasy hair? No. But I I did really enjoy the hot like the sharp left turn it took when like um things start to go wrong in the town where you kind of realize that something's not quite right and like the crops are dying. The, the pigs eating all the little piglets and mm. there's the dogs found in the well, the black, it's all started like to what's going on. Um, yeah. And then obviously they're all chasing after Sarah and she's like skipped doing around town while, you know, 
poor Hannah's like shackled by like that she's like got the thing around her neck and she's just shackled in the um uh the little room so I can sit there I just want to sit <laughs> Um, but I that's that like the because I'd feared because I'd say I feared that it was going to be like a bit drab all those like little narrative beats all happening so quickly just kept everything moving at a really brisk pace and it's like you know she gets fingered next thing you know she's like (laughs) she's rubbing her own tit because she's horny and then she wakes up and like everything's gone to shit and like one after the other, one after the other. And I like the contrast because you almost believe that it's because what she's done has made this sort of, like, you know, for yeah. a second, like, oh, just like her, like, because I've scissor me timbered, have I <laughs> made these apples rot? You know, and you're almost think for a second, like, has she? Um, but I had originally thought that when she reads the book, of yeah. the lines of the nurse from 78. I thought that she had let out the curse. Now that's just me, you know, going off like the whole evil dead shit. You know, like yeah. when you read it, they're like, oh, baby, so kinda. and then like they released the demons. I thought yeah. that's what had happened. Well, see, I thought it was going to be like a hocus pocus situation. You know, when they get in hanged and then they do the whole curse before they get like get, they get hung. Um, I thought she was going to get caught doing whatever she was doing. And then before she's about to get, you know, strapped up, um, that she'd like read from the book and she'd curse everyone. And then I thought, and I was a little disappointed, but I, but after like carrying on with the film and like watching the end, I'm kind of okay. I'm at peace with it. I was excited to see like the townspeople like get fucked up, like, and her get revenge on everyone in the town. But then when obviously, we have the twist and you realize she's not actually a witchy poo. She didn't do jack shit. She's just like, she's just haunting around. And I swear when she lost her hand, that was like brutal. I've never, awful. I don't think I've seen like something like that brutal in a horror film recently. Like that was, was it was, it went on for like, like a good minute. The top, and then it was like hanging, she had like gay lump. And then just rips and it, was just it like, up. Oh. <laughs> it was Ooh. like um in the Evil Dead remake as well. I just love Evil Dead today for some reason. But in the remake, when the car falls in her hand and she yeah. has to literally wrap it off, I'm like, you can almost feel it on your nerves. You know when you're watching because yeah. you it's very rare that you watch something like that, but you can actually feel like the scum tearing. Ooh. It's like when you see someone's like dick get chopped off, like in a film or like something mm. to do with that area. You're like, you, it, it, yeah. you, you like, it's like phantom feelings. You start, you yeah. feel it. And you're like, oh, I don't want to ever experience that. As you can imagine, if you didn't, if you lost your hand, you would still wiggle your fingers. You know, like mm-hmm. if it's got, you'd be looking at your arm and you'd be like, I can't feel, like I can't wiggle my fingers. But apparently when you lose your hand, you still have Phantom. Like you can still yeah, yeah. do this. By the way, anyone that's not watching this video, I'm wiggling my fingers. Seriously. <laughs> um, when it was like revealed that Solomon was the one behind everything, did you, I sort of went, oh, 
I thought he was um like he had just lived for centuries. I thought it was the same <laughs> dude. I was like, so is he now? Is he now like sucking the life forms? And is he this? This is the same person. And then I then actually liked the whole. No, this is a family history tradition, and I liked I liked that aspect more than mm-hmm. him surviving all these years and him yeah. being the same person. I really enjoyed the fact. No, it's this like fucked up family that have been doing this for generations for generations i was about like yourself i was like disappointed and i liked it then i felt out of love then i loved it um when i found out seraphir wasn't actually the villain i was like oh and then i was like oh when it was like alt was solomon and then i was like wait i don't get it um yeah his motive and i was like wait now i'm confused so because i had thought that sam was possessed by seraphir and the, all the other ones. So I was getting really confused. And then when he explains, you know, he picks these people, they go about murder. So that Sunnyside and uh, Shadyside and Sunnyvale. Yeah, there you yeah. go. You got it. She and got then it. I'm like, so that's why they were so persistent, like in the first one, and being like, we hate each other. Uh, mm-hmm. You're poor and grimy and we're hot, sexy and rich. You know, Um, and I... <laughs> I understood why they were doing that. So it's like it tied all those little like negative questions that I might have had. Like, why are they give over about the two towns? It, was it like, did a really oh. good job at like tying up loose ends and like connecting yeah. the dots. And you going, oh, this all makes uh-huh. sense now. Like, yeah. and explain why there's that big vessel underground, that big beaten vessel. Mm-hmm. Everything that I was sort of confused about was really tied up like I don't there's not a list end um and I think what I like the most is the reason why it's Dana and Sam is you know that's when in the first one she gets the nosebleed when they're driving past and Sam's behind her the reason why that happens is because she wanted Dana and Sam to be the ones to expose them because they were yeah the lesbian couple going to so she was like there's my girl. Right place, right time. It yeah, was like, I want you two to be my ambassador. Divine intervention, bitch. Yeah. So I, I loved all that. So, and let's get to it. When it, when it just like slash, and it's like, boom, 1994. And you're like, I was like, oh, oh like, can you like, let's, rev- like, hold up. I was like, <laughs> let's fucking go. Because when like, when 16, 16, and I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's cute. It's a two cool and then it's like no no bitch we're not done we've got like we've got at least we've got another half an hour left and it's 1994 and guess what we're gonna fuck shit up yeah because we're gonna turn it up we're gonna fuck shit up (laughs) she'd lost her hand she was hanged i was like what else can happen and i caught and i was like here we here we here we fucking go like part two baby the best and boy, did it deliver. I think it's I mean, the best half hour in the whole trilogy. Like, I'm getting chilly willies. It's just so good. Oh. One of my favorite lines came out of this movie, and it was, um, you smell like an androgynous baby. <laughs> <laughs> when Dina um, sprayed herself with that. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I mean, it was like, it was the final act we didn't know we needed. It was the final act we deserved. It was the slasher showdown 
that we deserved and didn't know that we needed it with all the neon colors of oh, life. Then neon, then neon, then neon. Brilliant how they brought it back together, brought it back to the mall, which we had said previously is such a good venue that it was like chef's kiss that they brought it back there. And then with the blood and the, oh, I'm I think I that. think a mall setting is one of the perfect settings for a horror movie or like a shop. So it's just so perfect. You can do so, so many things with it. Thing. And the way they did this with the with the UV, uh, it was just delicious. It's just, like it's just absolutely brilliant. That was and I had final act was just I had a massive crush on that Martin. I thought he was so funny and like a real cutie patootie. I thought and he I was, was real cute. I was glad to see him come back because once mm-hmm. again, he was introduced the first time around and I was like, that was a pointless. There was nothing pointless about it. He was no. such a good addition to the episode. Um, episode, what? <laughs> and on this episode is Martin, seriously. Um, but uh, tell me this, the best thing about this whole um part three was the uh, fight between the serial killers. It was just, I don't think I've seen anything quite like it. I haven't. It was just amazing. Like that is, I felt like Hannah with my legs up on two logs of wood <laughs> and Fear Street was just eating me out. Like I was, <laughs> I was, eyes rolled in the back of my head. It was like all four killers were just going to town on my whap. And it was just <laughs> so. Although I wish that bitch from the sixties, she was getting like fucked up too, because like she came late to the party, and I was like, "Why? Why weren't we fucking her up? Because she's really annoying." Yeah, but I was like, I liked seeing all the big guns sort of fight each other, and she was like, "Oh, I'm late. Sorry, I'm late." Mm-hmm. And she just got shot. So I was like, "Thank God she's out of the way, because she bores me." And all the the big guns were just taking chunks out of each other, and oh, I just oh. Loved it. It's brilliant. And I thought the plan was, I thought it was a solid plan and it had like the little like guns and shit and like spraying shit everywhere. But I did think, I was like, who's going to clean this up? Because it's going to be a big job. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, I feel sorry for the cleaner that comes in tomorrow. Imagine like coming into work, you're like, oh, Oh, this shit shit again. Like again, a fucking again. (laughs) Not again, Dina. But I think, importantly, it was such a clever way to integrate all the killers, knowing that that's what we wanted. And then the little traps that they had to get them there. Like, it was just all... It's the part two, 1994, is my favourite part of the whole trilogy. Like, I can't And again, in the part two, 1994, they did a lot of parallels. Like, they had Dina. She was, like, pushing up the... um... She was doing the push up. No, no, no. That was in 1666 when she was doing pushing up the. Uh, I'm going back to 1666. Okay. Dina was uh, pushing up the the floorboards, and that was um, yeah. Cindy. Cindy was pushing up the little thing. Ah, um, uh, yes. Um, and then when they go onto the 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 drain or like under the floor of the kitchen, that was like in '78. Yeah. All those little. They were still having those little nuances. Um, what did you think of the little showdown between? Um, Sheriff Good and Dina in the end. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I was just like, I was like, go back to the the mall. <laughs> I wanted to see yeah. them all like take chunks at each other. That was so much yeah. more enjoyable. But it was, 
it's like when something needs to happen yeah i'm like i've done the best i could do for something that was inevitable you know i wasn't and it was very satisfying to watch him like get like a knife in the eye Mm, yeah 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 and then of course like when that all clears up and the way it ends with like oasis it was oasis wasn't it i said maybe uh uh no it's not oasis because that's I said maybe, 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 maybe. Uh, they sound very, they sound very similar, but I, that's going on me now. But I like the fact that they ended up like her and Sam ended up in like the good mansion, and they saw like the weird like ram shit and all like the bloodline, mm. and they walk outside, and things start to like instantly like take a turn, and like that really rich couple like look at them like, who the fuck are you? Why yeah. the fuck are y'all in my town? And then they uh-huh. get in the car and. Boom, bus, bitch. So or whatever it was. Get the car, but what 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 was supposed to what has happened? And I've watched it twice and I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I was supposed to be like, oh shit, they've just skipped death, like final destination. No, no. So it's supposed to be like um like uh Sunnyvale, like you're finally getting yours, like just desserts. Like you've been ah, like yes. you've been, you know, profiting on all this, like all their like hardships for years. You've like been gaining all this goodness and now and now your source of like uh the riches and the money and all this Protection like as your, yeah. your bubbles pop. Okay, so basically it's like no normal shit can happen to you, like a boss can just can kill you. The curse like, the curse is gone, like like you're over, you're done. <laughs> Yeah, Dan. How fun! See, I didn't. I watched it, and I, I interpreted it as that was the car they were going to get on, and they just skipped death, like no. final destination, because they like no. each other. Like, well, what the hell are we gonna do now? No, because that couple are like, ugh, like what are you doing in our town? Like, why are you oh, walking out their, their house? Car. Yeah, it's their like their family car, and they're getting there to go to like the office, and then, boom, truck. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> but I think that's definitely what was satisfying about it was the whole um conflict between the two towns actually mm. had a purpose because again, as I said, one of the negatives the first time around was maybe just how they went on about that a bit too much. Um, but by the end of it, it's just like now we're equal. You know, maybe if we live in a shit area, someone's actually putting a curse on us too yeah i mean in the first first night in 94 i didn't particularly like the whole like west side story like was again that was a bit like okay whatever and even in the second one i mean i i, I get it now i like for the story it works but i do think for, especially we said it last time for the second one there was a real missed opportunity to not have some of those like sunnyvale characters like that we love to hate like get like a knife in the face, an axe, you know, I like get fucked up, mm-hmm. but I get it why they don't now and it makes sense. But yeah, God, it's did like, I want to see that Sheila was she called Sheila get like, Sheila, fucked up. yeah, she deserved it and she didn't even like come back for anything. No, I'm like, you can't make a bitch so annoying and just like never talk about her again. But I think as a trilogy, now that it's over, all of it is just like, mm, I love you. Mm-hmm. But like, and as you know, ones we were about like, you know, they say, and you know, Netflix, Netflix are greedy bitches, and they're making Fear Street four, and they're doing more in the franchise. It's gonna be a new thing. Because that's it. Um, Lee Jenkins said, doesn't she, that she wants to 
explore and do a slasher movie in the 50s and she's like I don't think anyone's done that before and I'm like you're right no one has done that before so baby you fill your boots you do it baby baby (laughs) (laughs) so I, I mean I'm here for it and at the end we see the hand grab the book so you know, they're saying... Who is that? Who's skipped it all day with that book? Like, because no good can come out of that book, bitch. No good can come from this. I have a feeling if they were to follow on, it would be someone from Shady Side had taken the book. Yeah. When they put a curse on Sunnyvale. I could see that happening. That makes sense. Although I would like to see... I would really like to see a flashback of the, uh, the housewives getting fucked up. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, I want... I don't want them to go forward, leave it. I like this nostalgic <laughs> thing they have going on. Yeah. That's the sort of like, that's the je ne sais quoi of it all. You know, that's how it's all buttered up and gorgeous. I really don't want a modern day where kids are on their phones, like, you know, like screen the TV series and everything's about their phone. Ugh. Boring. I mean, that was just a, a complete write off. But yeah. um, so, tell me this what's your overall verdict for um, uh, Fear Street Part Three? I think. For a third film in a trilogy, it's probably one of the best third parts of a horror franchise ever. It, it has to be, to what me... a statement, that is. I mean, a statement, and I stick by it because it completely ties up everything in the trilogy. It's like the perfect send-off. Doing something, you know, all witchcrafty and shit, and then going straight back to 1994 to what was my favourite 20, 30 minutes of the whole franchise. Even though I've not complained about it or said anything, F for me is still a solid 8 out of 10 axons. But even though I don't have any complaints, that is just still my score, baby. So 8 out of 10, bitch. 8 out of 10. I feel you. I mean, I think it was just, oh, what a cracking way to, like, round up a film. Like, it was just, mm-hmm. it was really great. I really enjoyed it. I... Loved the first half, and I especially loved the Back, Back, Back Again 1994 remix, the she-mix, the sequel. I loved it, and I agree, it's a big bat 8 out of 10. I mean, there's nothing really bad I can say about it, to be honest. Nothing so, at all. now that we have given all of our scores throughout the, the three movies, rank from best to worst or favourite to least favourite of the Fear Street franchise? Okay. This is a difficult one, I think, for me personally. I think, do you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to go. Fear Street Part 3 is my favourite. Mm-hmm. Then it goes Part 3 with, with 1994 Part 2. Then 1994, then 1978. Yeah, so all day I have been tossing and turning because I rewatched part three again yeah. today to refresh in my little brain cells. And Fear Street part one, 1994, was my favorite. It was my bitch and all that jazz. But after watching Fear Street part three for the second time today, it just made me, I don't know, do I prefer it? I think, I it's think because there's, everything there's more action. Believe. I think, right, okay, so 1994, yeah, is our gem. However, it had the most wonderful character I've ever seen well, seen in a long time, which is Kate. But, like, it wasn't as action-packed as I thought. It was, well, actually, it was. It was. 
So okay, I, okay, okay. So it's like part three, part one, and part three, like are on par. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't because I, I'm going back and forth there because one, like, because part one was chock a block, but it, then it wasn't, and it's the same with part three. It was chock a block, but it wasn't. So I think I'm gonna have to put I'm them side by to, side. So I'm gonna put this out there. So for me, it would be, and I'm talking by the hair on my chinny chin chin is going to be part one ninety four. Then part three, 1666, and then 1978, which is the bottom. And the reason why I put 1994 first is just because the only difference is because as a Scream fan, yeah, it felt like such an homage in all the right ways to Scream. Now, I need to rewatch it. I actually yeah. need to rewatch all three of them in a row and make this very crazy decision that we're making. <coughs> I think, yeah, no, you are right. I'm with you. I think there's like literally a hair in between them both. Yeah. And I think it's because when we'd watched the first one, we didn't, un- we don't know what we know now. But the third one, we knew everything. So it just feels a lot more satisfying. It gave us that, one- it gave us that opening. It gave us the hospital scene. It gave us the, the, supermarket the, it gave us it gave us it yeah, gave us yeah. The skill when they're all the killers <laughs> yeah i've talked myself back into it yeah yeah it's like this is what we do <laughs> that was de- <laughs> that was well, definitely the best one coming off of it like watching them coming off of it part three gave me the biggest buzz because it ends the best mm-hmm. you know it gives us that this is that um bitch it really like because I thought that was going to be like the most, like the womp womp, but it really like slaps you in the face. It's like, no, nah, no, no, don't sleep on me yet, bitch. Because like, mm. I am the tea. I am the moment. Yeah, she is the moment. She is the tea. And I cannot wait for them to be released on Blu-ray. That is all I'm saying. Even yeah, though I can I mean, watch them on Netflix anytime, I need them on my shelf. I need it. They'll probably have like some real fierce like cover. Mm, cool. Like they'd all be neon and ooh. Now, I've been sitting on um, this. Yeah, sitting on a secret. I've been sitting on this the entire time and I can't believe I've been able to keep so quiet. But please tell me that you've seen the promo for um, Slasher Season 4. No, is it out? Oh, there's no like trailer yet, but you need to watch, look at their Instagram because like maybe... Oh. <laughs> oh, like there's a house and the house looks like like a bigger version of the your next house mm-hmm. um like there's a mask and it's kind of like that um seen it. um it looks like like not phantom of the opera which one am i talking about it's um, that it's that um it's that wartime it's that it's the big it's, it's that wartime sort of like what do you call it it's the like they wear it like in plays and shit. Like <laughs> it's the plague. It's the plague mask. It's like the it's plague. Like white with the mm-hmm. nose. I seen the poster where it's him stood in the front with his arms out and all their heads on plaques in the background. And I thought, I like that. But it's like a little clip where like he like the mask person like comes to the window and is like looking in it. It looks real spooky. It's oh, it's oh. given us very your next vibes, and you know that's one of our favorite home invasion movies so give it this and slasher is just what makes slasher so good as it does exactly what says in a ton now, yeah. the first season i'm a fair about i'm not the biggest fan but season two and season three it really is just 
All Out Carnage. And it was season three when Solstice, when he's in school, and he has pliers. And he literally breaks her ribs. (laughs) Oh, that was awful. It's so brutal. And they're always doing stunts. Like, oh. Always stunts the house down bits. But I must give it a look because that is our shit right there. That is our shit right there. I was tantalized when I saw it. Oh. And also, I never even discussed with you is that we will have a, we're going to have a busy August anyway. Um, but bless oh, you. Excuse me. Thank you. God bless. Um, but there are two horror movies out this month that are real important, which is Don't Breathe 2, which comes yep. out next week, and then Candyman, which comes out the day of, first day of Manchester Pride. So, of course, we will probably not see that until. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just make that clear. Yeah. <laughs> so we will need to get our zhuzh on. And after this trilogy, we will be back with more original versus remakes, more throwbacks to the 80s, Luke versus Jack, the lot, because we have. Been- oh, yeah. We are doing uh, next week is uh, Luke versus Jack with um, <sighs> Piranha Double D. Mm, yes, I forgot. Let's go. You probably end up liking it. Um, double. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, But on that note, I think it's time to wrap this shit up. So please do go and follow us on um, Instagram and (laughs) Facebook at (laughs) Falling God's Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Stalling Guts Pod. And you can send us an email at Spelling Guts Podcast at Outlook.com. She got it. And um, yeah, please like, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff because, you know, it all helps, bitch. Mm, it helps. Help to slot out. <laughs> please help us um, slutty ass slut ways. On the slot airways. <laughs> I'm a slut, a slut, a slut, a slut, a slut, a slut. And that's yeah. Because the mother don't play. That bitch. Um, yeah. Goodbye. Juices. Juices.